Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Power Words, share number 8. We're talking about now arousing fears. Fear is a very painful emotion, and therefore it's very important not to needlessly say things to others that will arouse a fear in them. People who tend to exaggerate do this a lot. When they have a minor problem that comes up, they assume the worst and share their hysteria with others. If there's financial difficulties in their country, they say the country is falling apart. If they have difficulties with another person, they say we're dealing with a monster, we're dealing with a Nazi, you know, things like that. Be aware of the reality of a situation and don't needlessly spread predictions of doom. It's especially important to have, you know, people who have an influence on a large number of people, whether it's journalists, whether it's mashpiim, to be careful not to do this. And differentiate between informing people so that they make a constructive plan as opposed to just causing unnecessary anxiety. So even when there is a danger there that you need to express um, for people to be careful and to be, be aware and be vigilant, you have to do it in a way that makes people aware that they constructively could protect themselves, but not to cause unnecessary anxiety. For example, this is part of a Noah's Dvarim, we're causing pain to somebody else. If you know someone's afraid of a dog or an insect, it's forbidden to tell them a joke, like, watch out, there's a ferocious dog here, or look at that gigantic spider when nothing is there. A person knows his wife is afraid of a water bug, whatever the reason is, and he you know, teases her by saying, oh, there's a water bug right by your toes over there, and there isn't, you just want to you know, get her, you know, tease her. That is wrong. That is causing pain. If you don't have a phobia for something, yes, someone else's fear may seem ridiculous. If for you a water bug is nothing, you just squash it, what's the big deal? But someone to someone that they get fear arouses in them with it, it creates distress and you need to have empathy for them. Look at things maybe that you personally are afraid of that other people are, n- are not afraid of and maybe you'll have more compassion in not creating scenarios or saying words that will cause people to um, get afraid. Another thing that's important to avoid is arrogance in the way you interact with people. Now, arrogance and gaiva, very interesting. In some cases, it is um, a narcissist or someone that's a real big, has a big ego. But very often... Um, it's not that way, but we're going to explain that. The more arrogant you are, the more demanding you will be, and you'll insist that others be the way you want them to be for your benefit, and it'll be easier for you to say things that cause other people pain, and when a person has humility, he'll be careful in the way he words his requests. An arrogant person views himself above others. He doesn't feel he needs to be careful on how he speaks to other people. He sees himself as having a great intelligence and many virtues, and he focuses on the limitations of others. And therefore, he feels the license and that he could disparage others, make mean remarks to others. But when a person is humble and they're aware of their own limitations and their own faults, they'll find it easier to identify with other people, and they won't be arrogant, and they won't put people down. And even if someone has great intelligence and accomplishes a lot, 
Can he truly say he has done all he can do? Even if someone excels in many areas, there are many other areas which he lacks talents and abilities. So one needs to contemplate that. What is a greater art, a greater accomplishment? Is it to disparage people, to offend people, to insult people? Or it's to build people up with words of kindness, words of encouragement. Any fool can destroy with words. It is the easiest thing. Leitzanis, with one word, could bash a whole structure. It's very easy to do. But it takes wisdom to create. It takes wisdom to build. Therefore, how many how can an, a person that remain arrogant when he causes pains with words? He's, he's using Oynastvarim, and that shows when he causes pain to others that he's missing something in his love for others. He's missing something serious in his compassion and his kindness. When you insult and mock a person because he has a fault, it's because you arrogantly believe that you don't have that fault. Only he has a fault. I don't have that fault. Because if I would have that fault, would I be so chutzpahdik to insult someone else for it? But the truth is, we're most likely having those very faults that you're insulting others in whatever level it is. We do have it. What's fascinating is arrogant people very often attack other people for being arrogant. Like they tell other people, you're arrogant, you're conceited. But if you really care about somebody and concerned about somebody, it could be, and here's a fascinating thing, that sometimes arrogance comes from being a narcissist, but sometimes it comes from someone having a fragile ego. So they're worried about their self-image. A real humble person, ironically, has healthy self-esteem. They're not concerned about their self-image. And they won't be self-centered. And it'll save them a lot of agmas nefesh because they're enough, because they're more humble. But an arrogant person has to build up their image. And that creates a lot of stress. Now, people find arrogant people obnoxious. And you can insult them. But even with arrogant people, there's a denim of a nostavarim do apply. Now, if someone is really a narcissist or is arrogant in a way that is harmful, it's true. You have a right not to enable that person. You have a right to put healthy borders against that person that they shouldn't just, um, you know, treat you like garbage. With tact and with care, you have a right to create certain borders so that you don't get hurt. But you still have no right to cause him pain with words just because he has a character flaw. So it's hard sometimes when you see a real arrogant person to be compassionate that way. But one needs to try to do that because you feel very often that this arrogant person is so repulsive that they deserve our, uh, you know, wrath. But if you're really interested in helping the person overcome that negative trait, you have to look at it a different way. You have to realize that it's difficult to influence an arrogant person to become less arrogant. His arrogance is preventing him from accepting the criticism of others. But if you are smart and you're able to show that person how he loses out from that attitude because in the long run, then you're doing him a chesed by explaining this to him. So the idea being, again, is that arrogance, whether it's coming from a narcissist's attitude of feeling that you're greater than everyone else, or whether it's coming because you really feel inferior, but you want to build your self-image so you are obnoxious that way, either way, it's not a healthy 
way of handling things. It's worthwhile to learn how to become more humble. Humble doesn't mean you bash yourself. Humble means you do recognize your value and your worth, but you recognize it's Hashem that's giving you these gifts. And if others would have these gifts, maybe they would do even a better job. And and we see, for example, Rav Moshe, it's famous, Rav Moshe Feinstein's Lavracha, that when he put on a pacemaker, they were he was concerned that maybe he considered a Balmum and he won't be able to, when Mashiach comes, be part of the Sanhedrin. That's the story said about him. But the MS is that people think he was he was a tremendous, tremendous unav, and yet he believed he could be on the Sanhedrin. Because that's not contradictory. Moshe Rabbeinu knew that he was the one who spoke to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he was on a higher stature than everyone else. And nevertheless, he was a humble more than anyone else. Humbleness does not mean you don't value your milas or the gift that Hashem gave you, but that is the fa- that is the point. You recognize it comes from Hashem. And when you recognize that your gifts come from Hashem, you will never look down at other people or talk downly at them because of the fact that you have milas that others don't have. Because if they don't have it, it's because Hashem did not give it to them because it doesn't fulfill their tafkin in life. And they gave, he gave it to you because you needed to fulfill your tafkin in life. And there's no reason to be arrogant. And so therefore it's so important to not be arrogant, not to be nechshel in the varm that could come from being arrogant. Brochen atzlacha.